Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Expanding renewable liquid fuels such as ethanol and biodiesel and increasing trade negotiations are top priorities for CHS. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and CHS is one of the largest agricultural cooperatives in the country. Will Stafford is the Director of Federal Affairs with CHS. He says those are some of the items outside the farm bill that the cooperative is pushing in the new year. Meanwhile, the 2023 Farm Bill's deadline has been extended to September of 2024. Will says the extension gives the cooperative a buffer to make sure the legislation is done right. I think an extension and a longer term extension to give farmers and businesses some certainty uh, for the next year is is definitely a good thing. Um, And uh, I still think that we will get a five-year bill done at some point. You know, no farm bill is easy, but I do think that there's the leadership in the House and Senate to get something done. And CHS will be there advocating on behalf of our owners um, until that happens. And will remind us what are CHS's top priorities. Now that you have this uh, buffer to work with legislators, what are those things that you're trying to push through? When I talk to our farmer owners, they always say the most important thing is protecting crop insurance. So that's number one. Um, You know, we also want to make sure that there's a strong farm safety net outside of that, that commodity programs are working correctly. Um, And then outside of that, um, we're very uh, keen on seeing trade promotion programs expanded, um, working with Congress to make sure that um, conservation programs are working well for our farmer owners and that cooperatives can play a role in helping our farmer owners access that. Um, We always look at the biofuel section in the energy title. As a diverse business, we probably have our hand in um, 80 or 90 percent of the bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, and most of the farm bill is the nutrition, the nutrition programs. Program. Is there still a divide over increasing farm funding because they would rather put that money into food? Yeah. So, you know, to your point, the last few farm bills have always been that, um, you know, nutrition funding. Republicans wanted to see that scaled back or extra eligibility requirements added to that um, as co- more of a cost saving measure. Um, this time around, I think that those that debate will still be there it, it will always be there in a farm bill setting especially when as you mentioned you know 80 to 90 percent of the funding in a farm bill goes to these goes to those nutrition programs this time around with the farm side of it um it's a little bit of a wrinkle you have a lot of grower groups that are saying that the commodity programs are not operating as efficiently um, or the way that they're intended to and would like to see some changes in there especially to reference prices for the um for the plc program to get more farmers some payouts That would obviously cost money, Um, and they're looking, Republicans want to see some funding taken from conservation programs, extra money that was added to the Farm Bill last year. Um, Democrats would like to see that stay more in the conservation title, Um, so we're going to have to see how that debate plays out. What do you think is going to happen? Where do you think the compromise is going to take place? What I can say is that um, a farm bill needs to op- needs to function well on behalf of farmers, um, and I think farm groups will coalesce and and make sure that as long as it's a good bill that um, that that supports America's farmers um, and America's agribusinesses, that it can get across the finish line. So that's farm bill, and that's again deadline moved to September of 2024. Mm-hmm. Until then, what are some of your priorities that you think you can get moved through sooner? 
So as an election year, things generally kind of slow down, um, but we will be very busy um, on some tax policy, looking at tax extenders moving into 2025. Um, there will be some biofuels um, discussions that we're constantly having discussions about, like year-round E15 on behalf of our owners. Um, and then we're going to be very involved in the, the global trade space. Um, that's something that even if Congress isn't necessarily um, very active in, um, we're going to be working closely with the administration, closely with governments around the world um, to make sure that there are plenty of markets abroad for U.S. agriculture products to end up in. You know, ahead of our interview, we had heard from a lot of economists that said demand is kind of that bottom line equation this year. There needs to be more demand domestically and overseas in order to raise the, our commodity prices up for our producers. From your perspective, are, are you happy with what the Biden administration has done for trade and what more could be done or if, if that's the case. Sure thing. You know, I'll start by saying there are some amazing agriculture trade advocates in the Biden administration. Um, we, uh, you know, talk with Alexis Taylor at USDA or Doug McCaleb, the trade ambassador at USTR, and I truly think they're an amazing voice for American farmers and are constantly abroad discussing American agriculture with other, um, other countries. You know, I do think that the administration has done a good job of opening some doors with other countries like their current discussions um, in the Indo-Pacific economic framework to work on non-tariff barriers to trade. Um, but we would like to see some of those uh, tariff reductions be discussed as well, some classic free trade agreements and market access. So what are, what are some wins that you've seen so far with international trade? And are there specific commodities or specific countries that you want to see more being done in? It will be a win, um, and we're very happy with what the administration has done to protect corn going into Mexico. Um, they've been really great at um, standing firm with the WTO on behalf of America's farmers to make sure that Mexico is is honoring their commitments in the USMCA agreement to accept um, biotech corn. Um, I think that's been great on behalf of the industry. Um, I know that there have been some wins for um, for some specialty crops and, and for other products, um, especially in, in Asia and India that the administration has really advocated on. As far as markets, um, we look everywhere. We'll take any market for our products. Um, but, you know, I know we're always focused on Southeast Asia, um, for example. The Middle East um, are all places that we look at to be able to expand and, and send more grain. You know, we heard from Undersecretary Alexis Taylor that Africa is kind of their, their next goal. Do you share that sentiment? You know, we always hope for that. Um, obviously, there needs to be some, some work done government to government. But I, I think, for example, a good sign is that the African Union has joined the G20 um, and will be part of discussions there. I know agriculture and, um, and, and hunger issues in general are going to be a huge uh, a huge priority of the G20, especially as Brazil takes over the presidency there. Um, so hopefully there's an opportunity to get something done, and we would love to be able to sell more. That's trade. Now, you also mentioned renewable fuels, uh, and that's another thing we're interested in, especially in Wisconsin. Corn for ethanol, soybeans for biodiesel. I want to know what you think the appetite is at, in D.C. for these types of liquid like renewable yeah, fuels right i mean you nailed it with liquid fuels and that's really what we've been pushing at chs you know we're obviously very diversified and you mentioned ethanol you mentioned mentioned renewable diesel um we are also in uh in the refine the petroleum refining um space as well so we take in an all of the above liquid fuels approach um in saying that that is is an answer to our our nation's energy um, and, and when you move into a sustainability discussion as well, we think that the renewable side, um, especially, um, you know, ethanol and renewable diesel from soybean um, and other, other ag products need to be and should be um, 
a, a part of that conversation. And I think that there is an appetite when you um, make it part of that discussion that farmers can really be a solution um, to some of the sustainability uh, questions and conversations that are happening. Um, but it's like anything, um, you know, it takes a lot of work. There's a story to tell. And I think CHS is well positioned to tell it. Will Stafford along with us. He's the director of federal affairs with CHS. He says the new farm bill deadline of September 2024 gives farm groups such as CHS more time to help craft the legislation. One of his priorities is to make sure that there is adequate crop insurance for farmers for the next five years. In the meantime, Will says trade is a priority for CHS, as well as bolstering liquid renewable fuels such as ethanol and biodiesel. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.